This is CliffCentral.com. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. Good morning, everybody, on a Wednesday morning. It is 10. You're tuned into cliffcentral.com. And if you're wondering what this, who the sexy person is on your radio, on your podcast radio, it's me. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala. Um, I would just to remind you, remind you that, um, our podcast is brought to you by Rally Properties. You can go to, uh, Rally Properties. That's R-A-L-I-M-A-M-P-E-U-L-E dot C-O dot Z-A to find out more. And if you missed last week's, uh, uh, Podcast where I was talking to Porsche Dawusigati. You can go to cliffcentral.com to uh, listen in on our fantastic conversation that we had last week. She is the CEO of the Property Charter. She gave gave great insights on what you need to do uh, when you want to get into property, particularly if you are black. And speaking of melanin and blackness and loveliness and stylishness, I have somebody that I... So the first time I met her, I was so... Like, I embarrassed myself to the max. So it was a book launch. I was meant to be the person that everybody cared about. And then my friend was like, David Okubong is here. And I was like... And then I proceeded for the next like 15 minutes to fangirl my ass out. And the reason why is, um, I've been doing this for almost 20 years and, uh, she's somebody I've written about. And, uh, when I was, uh, editor of True Love magazine, like, um, she, <laughs> I featured her, um, and, her gorgeous house, which I now happen to know. <laughs> so please help me welcome one of my favorite people. Um, and like I said, we know each other, we're friends. So if we seem a little bit familiar, relax. And, uh, um, um, welcome. Thank you, Lerato. It's such an honor to be here and, um, it almost feels like we're sitting at home on our couch, <laughs> catching yes. up on TV. Yes. Doing all our weekend talk. I know, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, me and Tabi were watching a, a, a show, a, once, a reality show that we quite enjoy. Shall we tell the people what we were watching? Uh, <laughs> you tell, I'll confirm. I'll, I will nod. Or <laughs> we were watching... Uh, uh, I'm looking at, uh, Sia, who's on the Gareth Cliff show from 69, by the way. Uh, we were watching the Queen Bee. <laughs> the Queen Bee. And we just enjoy, we enjoyed ourselves. Just because we? deep down, we're real divas <laughs> and we like to be fabulous and we live vicariously through her. Through, yes. Because, you know, we just, mm. yeah. <laughs> we can't so see we some of her. We were, we were fanning on her. We were fanning on her. Asking her. <laughs> So, <laughs> can I just ask you, you got into interior design before, you know, like you look at television right now and they're design home shows, renovation shows almost everywhere, whether you're looking at mainstream television or whether, you know, specialized 
home channels. But you got in at a time when it wasn't like this global thing where everybody's interested in how do you get your house to look like this? And, mm. you know, and now almost designers are just as like a superstars in a way. Mm. So what was it like then as a black girl to decide actually when everybody's doing PR and a doctor and a lawyer, me, I want to like make houses and spaces look amazing. For luckily for me, it started before I got to the stage of selecting my career choice. Okay. I think I fell in love with design or the idea of decorating spaces since I was seven. Mm. So I thought everybody lived like that. Yeah. I lived in my head. So I created, I moved around, I kept Christmas decorations on until May or June after <laughs> Easter. Um, so by the time I got to do it formally and I realized that I was alone, I actually started backing out. I wanted to go join the PR marketing department. What? I thought that this is not going to work. It doesn't make sense. What is design? Why am I pursuing this career? Let me follow the norm. And um, I went actually to my mother and brother. My mother was cooking in the kitchen. My brother had just started working and was paying for my fees. Okay. And then I told them that, you know what, guys? Second thoughts. Design's not for me. And... Um, it's not really the passion that I thought that I had And I'm thinking of going to pursue marketing And my brother lost it He just <laughs> He was went, just like, like Are you What serious? mess is this that you're talking You've been drawing since we can even put a pen in your hand yeah. You've been loving art What do you mean this is not for you You can't follow the norm You've got to be um, unique Carry on Don't quit We can relook at it second year Second year I went back to him I was like no guys Marketing are having fun we are drawing here. We are working hard in the basement. The marketing people are having fun. We're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to be part of that. And he just refused. So he kept me in my career. I, I went through a stage. I was just like, no, 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 no. And was it better once you started? I mean, did you, once you started working with people and was it like, okay, this is, this is. Yes, it was. It also was better when I got into the design field. When, uh, I, when I started understanding that the first year obviously is hard. It's rough. It's an introduction to interior design and introduction to design as a whole. Mm. Um, so we might have illusions of the pretty pictures, but that only comes later. And then when I started working, I actually worked in my dream job. So wow. it was immediate love because my passion and background is hotels, leisure. Okay. Uh, and the first company, the first company from uh, graduating into my real experience was with a hotel group. And you were responsible, obviously, for decking it out and, and choosing. Oh, not immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was responsible for tagging along. Okay. Uh, but the part, which is also good, actually. Which, it's just the best. It's I called mean, paying I, your dues. And I learned was. so much. My boss that time uh, came through, I think, three days after I started. She was American. Okay. Well, she is American. And she asked... About this new, hopeful, smiling, eager, overdressed person in her office. To say, Who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? And I've told her that I'm an intern. I'm, I've been a huge fan of her, surprisingly, okay. as well. Uh, and she was like, well, in interior design, you can't learn the craft in the office. So do you have a passport? Off you go. Uh, there's two projects that we're installing in Mauritius. So within seven oh, that days, that doesn't suck. It wasn't bad at all. <laughs> no. So I stayed in the career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I learned on the ground. I was taken immediately off to site. Uh, spent about uh, three, four weeks in Mauritius, just tagging along, seeing how things are done, watching other designers at work, getting to understand what I studied in class. In yeah, because now it's 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 practical. It's practical. You, you you said something that I think one of the reasons why I want to do this, the, why the show is so important to me, mm. is to highlight that um, 
we don't have to be the exceptional blacks. You know, yes. you know how the, South Africa thrives in the exceptional black. You are the only. Mm. You are the first. The first. Yes. And I think that is problematic. So when you were sitting in those classes and you were like maybe the only one or one of two or three black people. Yes. What was that like? Because the way you grew up and the way the others, the other people grew up was different. And and I think maybe that's where the the, the you had a feeling in the pit of your stomach that was like, is this what I want to do? I mean, did you feel more black than normal? Or were you just like, oh, actually, it's all the same? <laughs> no, it isn't. And I also went through it in the schooling system. We were always the only ones, the only blacks. So by the time you get to varsity, technicon, Tertiary, you, you, you over it. Mm. You're actually thinking now that that's going to be the melting point where everybody meets. Mm. But then you discover that actually it's still career related. Yes. People then draw, uh, drift towards something that they're familiar with. Mm. And I had clearly drifted to something that blacks at that time were not familiar with. Mm. So I was curious in a way to say, what is it that makes me different? Mm. But also to say, can I stay in this difference? Am I strong enough to stay Can in, I stay in, in this the difference? in my calling, so to speak, or do I want to follow the crowd? Do I go safe, or do I play dangerously? Mm. And that's what uh, being a creative is. You're always on the edge of reason, and um, you don't follow the norm. We are so grateful that you decided not to follow the norm. By the way, <laughs> so I want to skip. So my interviews, as you know, my friend, they move all over the place. I, I'm, I'm so here to free. Move. We're keeping it liquid. So when you become when you are, you know, now you're so you've grafted, but and now you're just like you're in the magazines and the people are talking about you. How do you not buy into your own hype? How do you? Because one of the things that amazed me when I met you is how much you're so normal. Like, you know, I thought like you'd be mm. like coaching Lee Edelcourt and like uh, seriously, I really thought. There was a time the Edelcourt came to South Africa and told us that uh, we, we'd need to uh, understand that dust is going to be what we're mm. paying attention to this year. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like my brain cannot compute. So how did you – did you not buy into your own hype? Did you have five minutes where you were like, I don't made a girl. How, how did you stay firm within your, within your being? Because for me, it was never about the fame. Okay. So I didn't focus on that. I actually focused on the creativity. Um, so when the fame came, I looked at it from an external view, even though it was featuring me. So there became a point where I was like, okay, there's Ntabi, Daokubong, the brand, and there's still me. Yes. There's still me who's at home, who's makeupless, who's in her torn pajamas or caftans, um, creating. My focus has always been on creating designs. Yeah. And from the leisure industry, I kind of slowly moved into the residential industry. And when I got into that space, more than ever, I think made me realize that it's not about me. When you're creating people's homes, you can't be divinous in there. Yeah. It's you can't like, be like, I'm an award winning. No, you can't. <laughs> it's not my personal space. I'm there to guide, to show people. So the media and the hype that was created was never part of my daily experiences. Yeah. I'm in homes where they are. Those superstars uh, to contend with. <laughs> who are just like you? I am the client. I am the client. I'm I'm the one who holds the authority over this process. You are the creator. So I was always allowed to stay in the creation, the posing, the the adulation that came with it. Mad respect, very appreciative, but it doesn't define my craft. And are there younger uh, designers that you uh, look to now and you think, oh? This person's doing great or other. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
I have a lot of designers who I actually uh, still talk to, mentor, coach, uh, all ages. Mm. And I think what's most, most important for me and them is that there is me to talk to. Mm. Uh, I didn't have that. There wasn't a me. There wasn't a yes. person ahead of me. Uh, yes. To, to guide me, to tell me what uh, clients would be like, what the process of design and working in design is all about. So I appreciate anybody, be it in fashion and in interior design, who carves their own path mm. when there is no legacy of understanding for us to follow. Yeah, because that's the thing. I always say that the thing about pathfinders is that they have to literally try and... Uh, Form a vision of the path. Demolish the trees. Demolish the trees. Yeah, the be an elephant. Yes, basically. exactly. And obviously you're going to get hurt. Things are going to happen on the way. But it makes it easier for the people who come after you because, you know. So when you look back and you see others gaining that momentum, gaining that speed because of the path that you've made, you're appreciative. Um, I think it's important that we create varying paths of design. Um so that there's many of us in this forest, that there's not only just Ntabi on the yes, and right. nobody else. And nobody follows. else. And then you're like, I'm yeah. the best. No, you're not the best if you're still alone. In that <laughs> <laughs> you're not the best. You're, you're just egotistical. <laughs> We tell it like it is. If you're just uh, tuning in, you're on ClueCentral.com uh, and living it off with Lerato um, Shawalala. This podcast is brought to you uh, by Rally Properties. Go to R-A-L-I-M-A-M-P-E-U-L-E.co.za for more. So a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, you were Rooms on View. And... I didn't get to ask you this and I've, and I've always wanted to, to ask you this. When you are doing, um, a sort of a design exhibit like that, mm-hmm. where's the first place you start? Because essentially that space that you're creating that people are going to come see over a four day period is, is meant to be a highest reflection of you as a curator, as a, um, you know, a lifestyle, uh, sort of director. How, where, where do you start? Like, how do you choose the elements that are going to create that space? Well, for Design Joburg, it was a little bit different. They invited about nine or 11 interior designers from South Africa to almost lead the show and create nodes of creativity. And my theme was to create a man cave. So I had a brief, okay. which is a good point to start. And then uh, luckily I had, I think, over the December, January holidays to think about this brief, to say, how do I then interpret a man cave in 2017? Mm. And that's the point for me to say, how do I interpret? Because they, uh, creatives have to then figure out what it means for them. And for me... I think, Lerato, it's very important to know that you're speaking to a new Ntabi Daugubong. Yes. Um, for a long time, I did high-end luxury homes. And when this opportunity came with Design Joburg, I started unpeeling or unpacking the process of design for me to say, what do I want to tell 20 years moving forward? Mm. 20 years moving back, I've told a certain story. Now I want to tell interiors from the soul. Uh, going internally, you know, the mm. real interiors. And when you're given an opportunity to do a man cave, you're obviously designing for a man who wants a space to connect back with himself. So you can either do it tactically or um, high sensory with music, TV, audio, just noise, noise, yes, noise. Yes. Or you can make <clears throat> him really, really authentically relax into himself. Mm. And for me, that's, I think, where design has naturally mortified uh, by itself 
to say, tell the story of how you can heal through interiors. Mm. And I just wanted to create an environment that celebrates that through bringing nature into a space and allowing somebody to connect naturally with their soul. Mm. And I think this, this, this is the thing. Like I believe that, uh, a house vibrates back to you. Like when you're mm-hmm. buying a house and you walk in, it tells you, hello, this is your home. Or it tells your friends, take off your shoes, mm-hmm. relax. And a lot of that also comes with what you, the elements you choose in a house. And, and now I want to, cause I know a lot of people listening to us on cliffcentral.com are thinking, okay, but how do I apply? And, and, and that's what I'm hoping to do today with you. Mm. How do I apply the rules that you learned that you went to school with for myself at home? And so I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, your, your house is incredibly, it's amazing, right? Your house is beautiful, <laughs> but you. a lot of people seem to think it, that to get a particular look, you need to spend loads of money. On furniture and, and I remember one of the things you said Is you've got to pick what you spend your money on mm. Your candles don't have to be 3,000 rand mm. candles mm. So For people watching Excuse me, people listening What what advice would you have In terms of your home Just like in terms of your your space And then we'll talk about the challenges of having clients And them telling you oh, I don't like that vest But we'll do that <laughs> later First and foremost, I think what you mentioned is very important when you buy a home or when you choose a home and what you want to do in that space. Mm. I learned that in my home, I don't want to be wearing my shoes. So that's where the process of design started for me. That when Uh. I get home, I want to strip off of the camouflage that I use to go out to deal and face the world. Yes. In my home, that's my space of restoration, my safety space. Mm. So I can be me, mm. nakedly me. Uh, so the first thing I do is take off my shoes, take off my bra. Yes, me too. <laughs> in that order. In that order. <laughs> as I walk in. So if there's a bra in the lounge, it's because <laughs> I'm really relaxing now at home. Um, so it became more than design. It became the way I live. Mm. Uh, and I think that's the message that I want to Tell or spread to people now when they're creating their spaces of comfort that you have to find out what makes you feel relaxed, be it the huge sofa. So start with your elements of importance in okay. the order of importance and then break it from there. Uh, it could be color. Uh, as you saw with my home, it's very neutral because I'm such a vibrant, over the top, gregarious character that when, when I come home, I don't need color. Uh, I need therapy. I need to heal. So for me, that works. Somebody else could be quiet, shy, introvert, and they want to have a little bit of pop of color to make them feel excited. They want to at least introduce it into dining. So you have to define what your home is for Uh, before you start to design. Okay. Um, And I believe a home is is, is for family. It's for friends. It's for relaxing. It's for uh, centering ourselves. Mm. It's a, it's a cocoon uh, of who we are before we go back again. Into the, into the world Exactly yeah. And so then you, you can't have, have the have jungle armor. As your home You can't have that That level of intensity That we do when we go outside yeah. In your home Because uh, as you say it's, it's a space of restoration Yeah Of you, calm you, you gotta, you, You've got to Strip it down Yeah So um, To me I've done the high end homes And there is still comfort in luxury There's definitely comfort in luxury But it's just the way you make it Tactile. Tactile. What yes. you can feel. Yes. You know, when there's too much high gloss in the home, your sense, your sensory element dies. Because it's quite funny. One of the things I was going to ask you next is trends. Mm. So, you know, you, you look at homes and there are homes that are dated mm. because 
there was a stage this is what when people liked in. and this was in and it took me a lot like i had to where i lived i had to get rid of all my furniture and mm. decide who am i now mm. like what do i want how can this house reflect who i am right now and not what is hot right now but mm. who i am right now and that could change i mm. mean that could change in a couple of years so how much do you observe trends whether you're doing somebody's home whether you're doing a hotel or whether like how much should people care about trends you know it's very interesting how I see design. I observe my clients. I don't necessarily observe the trend. Yeah. Uh, but in observing them, I see what trend is pulling them at the moment. From the shoes to the bags to the clothes, I see what that's pulling them. Then I think about how do I make them connect with their true authenticity? Mm. Because I think that's what the question is. Mm. Who am I means who am I authentically, mm. not who am I dressed. So the process of design is to then to say, how do I authentically Bring in all those elements of who you are into your home. Mm. So my trend or my style focus is on you, mm. my client. Mm. Um, because if I'm now caught up on the outside world, I'm not creating your home. Yeah, you're doing what other people I'm think you should do. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and then that doesn't leave you. It might look stylishly beautiful for a magazine, but I haven't then fulfilled my um, job as your creator in your home. And, and what you were saying about... Um, starting internally. Yes. Then would get lost if you were if owned for everywhere. You're yeah. my focus. I want to talk to your kids. I want to talk to your family members. I want to know how you live. What do you do on weekends? Yeah. Uh, do you like sunny reading rooms? Do you read in your home? Yeah. Those are my questions. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really become about trend focus. It, 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 it then becomes about creating homes that are timeless, mm. uh, with mixing all the styles and the trends that they want, but more about comfortably creating homes of everyday living you know when i sorry now i'm gonna name drop when i was at your house on friday night <laughs> sitting on the floor yeah watching crimby <laughs> one of the things i realized that we shot your house for true love five years ago yeah and yet i walked in and there was when you talk about your uh, of space being timeless obviously i'm talking mm, about your space now mm, mm. It, it didn't feel like Oh my gosh, it's so dated, you know, and I think that's, it goes to what you're saying because I'm just reiterating your point that who am I? Yes. What is authentic to me? To you. How do I want to live in my space yeah. today, tomorrow, forever? Yeah. Um, is it comfortable for my son? Can mm-hmm. he run from inside, outside, in his rugby boots, in his soccer boots? With his friends. With, with his 17 friends <laughs> every day. <laughs> through my shaggy rug, onto my silk carpet. Can he do that? Yeah. Uh, and if you can, or if you're going to be then hoity-toity and live up straight and let everybody into your house, that's the way you choose to live. But then you're not at home. So then how do you balance wanting really like luxurious, like a velvet couch, with like having a six-year-old? Who's going to eat spaghetti and mm. have it on your velvet couch? And like the how spaghetti you... must be eaten. Yes. So I think for me, how it works is then I won't necessarily do the whole couch in the velvet. Sorry, I, I can't even believe I use the word couch. It's a sofa. It's a sofa. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Can you tell me what the difference is? What's the difference between a couch and sofa? Uh, for me, a couch just feels like something you bought in the street with no real balancing of um, ergonomics. Whereas a sofa is a detailed seating 
arrangement. First of all, can I just say I didn't know that? Yeah. Well, it's my American training from that first company that I worked oh. with. They taught me a difference between curtains and drapery. Drapes. Yes. So drapes can be silk. They, they're the, the ones that are quite it's high. It's just the window treatment. It drapes, which is what we have to achieve with what we do around the window. Okay. It doesn't stand stagnant. It flows around the window. And the curtain? Uh, a curtain is a curtain. Yeah, Vala. It travels <laughs> the window. <laughs> It forms a function. Oh. It's just a use, it's a, it's tomato and tomato. Really. No, but I'm just still, being. I'm sorry, I like to use, <laughs> I was telling you about the whole champagne sauce, champagne flute situation yes, the other yes. days. So those are, the, I'm interested in this. So it's a sofa because of how it is designed, what is, it is meant to it do. It is meant to do. Okay. But it, it really is a word. Um, okay. The, the functionality of it is more important. Okay. Um, so what I do at home is I will then have luxurious cushions. Okay. Where I'll bring in the velvets and then I'll have the more durable fabrics for my base fabric, for my sofa. Okay. So that he can run in and he can put his feet up without me having a heart attack. Yes. And the cushions are movable. So I accessorize with the luxurious things and that's what I would really advise. Because uh, I think a lot of people do want to have beautiful furniture. They just think like, oh, I can't have a white uh, mm. sofa, I can't have a velvet this because people won't be comfortable. But you can have white walls. There's many ways to bring in color or to bring in the sense of luxury that you want to achieve. Even uh, let's take, for example, dining where it's not even about kids. It's about adults spilling food, red wine, wine etc. Yes. So your expensive fabric can be at the back of your chair. Uh. So that at least that becomes a design feature. And then the wearable fabric, the durable wipe, all fabric can be inside seat fabric. Ah. So there's many ways to mix. Uh, I call it organic luxury, where you mix the working with the beauty, with the elements of design and luxury. Organic luxury. Organic luxury. Have you have you coined that phrase? No, you I should. haven't. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and I say organic because organic helps us. Um, it can be natural. It helps us get in touch with our senses, which is very important in design. Have you ever walked into those rooms where you just cannot connect with the space? Yeah. It just reads so flat. It's beautiful. Yeah. But it doesn't connect to your senses. Yep. There's a bit of nature, natural design, organic feel missing in the room. Be it wood, be it the introduction of water, be it the flow of a natural light. Those elements help us. Connect with the space That's so That's so true I mean I was Telling you the other day That my mom has a plant mm. That is older than my brother And my brother's 24 That yes. we've had in our house And it's huge And mm. I, that plant Is as much a part of the family As Because it's moved mm. You know Houses mm. with us And there's a there's a sense of a knowing with it yeah. because it's natural. It makes you feel like and oh. nature is a natural recorder of our lives. So that plant knows you more than you know yourself. Yeah, that's um, so true. It's there. It gets nurtured. It it feeds into our soul, into the universe. It gets sourced with water. You know, there's this growth. Yes. Um, whereas we chop and change while we try to match into this modern world. Yeah. And when we bring in nature into the modern interiors. Uh, we balance ourselves And that's when you appreciate design When design can connect to you mm. And you are earth You are rooted You have feeling You have soul So just in case you're wondering Who this uh, buttery uh, voice is It is the one and only Ntavita uh, Wukubong uh, uh, Speaking to me on cliffcentral.com We are on until 11 On Living It Up with Lerato Shamala Which is brought to you by Riley Properties So both you and I have a love For traveling 
and the love for the continent. I'm having, I, I, I bought some Kento fabric mm. and some Ankara mm. fabric in Nigeria and I'm having clothes made. I am so excited. I'm thinking of having pillows made. So I was hoping maybe you could also <laughs> help me find somebody Absolutely. good. Yes. Um, I know now, by the way, you can go to Didao Interiors on Instagram to follow, uh, uh, uh business. It's D-I-T-A-U Interiors. Um, so, I wanted to ask you about why it's so important to now, because you were saying that you're kind of veering into um, an overtly African ex- design experience, mm-hmm. um, which is also quite interesting because of your education and what you were saying about um, how you started and how incredibly Eurocentric um, interior design can be. And now you're kind of saying... This is my focus. Why? One, why decide that this is what you want to do? And why now? Years back, not going to say when, um, <laughs> for my 40th, yeah. I decided to explore further what I can do with interior design. And at that time, I was doing purely high-end luxury homes and hotels. So I went to do a course in Florence, Italy, a luxury lifestyle course. Mm. And I mean, I was... In the front row Wanting to hear the masters of luxury Tell us Italian masters of luxury I've specifically chosen Italy Because I believe That's where uh, luxury was birthed Yes, yes Uh, In my second or third class One of the lecturers said We as the masters of luxury Can teach you how we did it How we made the quality Attention to leather Detail But there's a different story That you need to tell Now this is a class filled with People from Russia Israel Taiwan Korea, US, and he's saying to us, oh, and me, South Africa, Mm. and he's saying that you need to go back to your own countries and find your story. This is the first time now I've even put that in my head. Mm. I've always been black, proud, strong, but I never embraced the Africanness in me. Mm. So I'm in a class about Italian designs being told to go back home and find the story of your legacy Mm. to bring into this luxury Lifestyle you want to create mm. That you can't be Italian Don't think by being in the front row You're getting closer to being Italian <laughs> Yeah, We can only teach you We can only teach you how our crafters and our masters did it But the, the real authenticity Comes to knowing Where your culture mm. And where your history comes from And that's important, especially for South Africa What's happening with us now uh, Where we very feel that much. our designs are being bastardized by the world But because we haven't had the appreciation For being African mm. And celebrating our own designs And by that time I think I'd been in the industry 15, now on 20 years And I'd never stopped to say What, what does it mean being a designer In Africa mm. Not mm. only designer in Africa, born and bred in yeah, Africa. Yeah. How does that translate into my work, into my authenticity, and what is my language to share with the world? Yeah, because what are the rules of your culture, of your being, of your people that you are applying to your craft? To your craft. So yeah. I had to do my own homework. Yeah. Uh, it took me a while. I mean, I think for the after that two years, I was just frozen. I was just confused. Mm. And also to learn that luxury could be the simple thing of time. Mm. To me, luxury was es yes. You know, I had I had simplified it to that to say you gotta show them. I think it's a lo- I think for a lot of black people that's what y- it is. Yes. And to to make yep. my my way to Italy to go find out how do I interpret that into design mm. and to be told that what do you mean? You're from Africa. You have space. That mm. is luxury. Mm. You have great weather. Mm. That is luxury. How do you, you have plants? You, you can look plants. outside. I mean I think uh, Joburg is the city, the number one city in the world with the highest amount of trees in, in as you fly in. Yeah, it is tropical paradise. Yeah. You've seen my home. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I live in a jungle. Um, <laughs> I love it. And Italy, I mean, there has, there's no space. It's just apartments, living, Proper. unless you're outside in the luxurious villas, which are not accessible to many. Exactly. Everyday life is exactly. apartment living street. And luckily it allows them then to have a culture of outside entertainment. Mm. But for us, we have it all in Africa. So I, I wanted to ask you about, so then, so how, do, what is the physical manifestation of, of that? So, I mean, you spoke about time, but uh, you also spoke about, you, I've looked at Didao Inter's, uh, mm. Instagram page and I see a lot of, uh, sort of natural elements, you know, whether it is water, which you have in your house, whether it is stone or mm. whether it is plants. Uh, what I find interesting is that your reference has been about nature mm. in terms of us as Africans and not necessarily about uh, things. You yes, know? yes, yeah. because we're not about things. And also uh, on my Instagram, what I do try to focus on is the beauty of Africa and the beauty of tribal designs. Mm. Um, in Africa, we are descendants of great kings and queens. Mm. So first and foremost, we are royalty. Yes, of course. Uh, we have Indeed. gold, we have diamonds, we have all the jewels of the world. And it doesn't take the world to make us see that inside of us mm. or in our own lives. So there's always an element of... Bling yes. in what I do, but then we also have the power of nature, the hills, the mountains, the desert, the sea mm. in Africa. Mm. So it's trying to blend all of that to say that for me, um, a design or an African design is not necessarily zigzag and color. It's the elements that we have mm. rooted in our soil that we need to celebrate. And that's what my curating process is about mm. to say when you look at Africa and you see Almost the wonders of the world How does that interpret into style mm. And that's why I like hotels mm. Because the hotels allow you access Or visible access into how a space has been created mm. You might not have the space to go into somebody's home But when you travel through leisure You get to understand how that interpretation has started yeah. So I started at the top of Africa And I'm making my way down Well I, make, I, I can't wait to, you to make your way down <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want us also to start breaking down the elements of Africa into South, West, East. Yeah, because we are then only South African. Because We're losing the no. essence of African design. Yeah, it's 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 all a melting pot. And we are one. We are one. I think we're one. We are one uh, in terms of our Arabic influence, our Portuguese influence, our um, Indian influence, yes. African influence, and I'm interested in telling that melting point of a story. Yeah. Uh, and also, as we travel through Africa, which is the, ju- the journey of the lioness, yes. is <laughs> who do you meet? What are the cultural influences? What can you bring in? What yeah. did you learn today? Yeah. Uh, and as I learn, I share, yeah. which is only now that I'm starting. So I started off designing spaces, creating rooms. Now I'm starting to understand what being a designer in Africa means. Oh, isn't that exciting that after 20 years you can learn something? I think that's one of the things I, I love about getting older. Mm. Is it just when you think you know something, you realize you, you really don't know don't. something. You really don't. So people who, who who know me, oh, by the way, you can also follow me. It's at Lerato TJ. I must also get myself some <laughs> followers. Hello. And you can find us on our Facebook page, which is Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala. I like uh, clothes. I don't like shopping, mm. but I like clothes. Mm. And I believe that the, in, for clothes, you know, there are five things that you always need. You need a white shirt. You need a black dress. You need a good pair of pants. Obviously, good shoes. There are like five things that you need, and and like a like a black skirt. You know, so, so you always there's certain things that you need in your wardrobe that you can mix around with mm. certain things. Mm. Are there five things in your home where it's like these things? No matter what you need, whether it's five or ten, where for you it's like 
whether you're doing somebody's house or a hotel or it's another person's place, if you were to give them advice on the essentials that make a house a home, that create uh, what you called um, a, 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 an authentic space, what would those things be? That's very interesting in terms of uh, interior design. I think fashion is a little bit more translatable. Yeah. Um, First of all, it's very weird. When I wake up every morning, I'm just grateful that I'm breathing. And then I breathe it down into, if I had to go now into somebody's home, um, bring in the elements of life okay. into your design. The four basic elements of, de- uh, of design, which are earth, wind, fire, and water. And in that translation, be it your black skirt, white shirt, accessories, and a blazer, that becomes your, your line of design. So earth can be natural wood. Um, earthy tones If you can't necessarily have wood uh, Wind becomes uh, natural light Which op- is so open important Open windows yes. uh, Lightness of being in that space So yeah. it's just movement It's, it's freshness When yeah. you say wind Earth, wind, fire Can be the candles The ambiance I I don't have a space That does not have candles I'm the same I am a lover <laughs> of candles So you are already identifying With the elements of life Earth, yeah. wind, fire uh, Candles can be mood lighting yeah. Be it side lamps or, or lights that you can dim Yes Are always a good feeling uh, Earth, wind, fire Water Water yeah. is a very good element That could even be color You can have a light blue wall Or just a vase with fresh flowers Yes So that Whatever your space Whatever your elements That you have Because interior design Is so vast mm. Just make sure you have The four basic Elements of life in there Life makes us connect with design If there's no life, there's no design So uh, it's funny because I can tell you What people were thinking when they heard Earth, wind, fire and water Besides music the, the, <laughs> yeah, the Musical the group Showing their age <laughs> However They also thought you meant a fireplace which yes. is so a lot of people once again i keep going back to this a lot break of break it down break it a down. lot of people think oh my gosh i can't afford a fireplace mm, now mm. you're saying i must have a waterfall yeah. a water feature just a, a vase a vase just a vase yeah uh, just because nature or our instincts knows design mm. you don't need to have uh, the rules of design mm. you just have to have the elements of design mm. in your space mm. i think that's very important and also to Destabilize the the formality of creating your spaces mm. is very important journey for me. Mm. Nobody can dictate what needs to be in your space. You make sure you are connected to style and life, and together that's how you create a lifestyle. Yeah, mm. or, what, or what you call organic luxury. Organic luxury. So I need to ask you this for selfish reasons. Mm. Okay, so everybody listening, uh, this is my <laughs> show, my podcast. So I'm going to ask. So one of the things you said was that a, a rug brings a room together. Mm, mm, mm. And I have now bought everything except the rug because now I'm like, oh, this is the thing that's going to bring the room together. And I'm freaking yes. myself out about it. Yes. Okay. So how do I approach? I mean, like, how do you, when you say it brings it together, how do you, how do you even choose? Like where? You know what I think of as a rug? I think, you know, when you have a piece of artwork. And before you frame it, it's just an art. And then when you put a frame over it, it just brings it all together. Mm. 
Decor pieces can start beginning to feel like works of art in a room And something needs to tie that scheme together uh-huh. And that's what a rug does So if you have, for example, in my home uh, Lots of creams, lots of natural colors And then I need something to tie it together and make it pop I like to use a black and white rug It just, uh-huh. it's the melting point of all colors it, it it brings it all in without fighting or competing with other colors Um but a rug must not be too small also <laughs> Because a very small rug that's just feeling us is so, it's, it's so lonely and a little bit on the budget side <laughs> It's like, you know, that pondo That pondo, that little pondo That doesn't quite hang <laughs> That's positioned <laughs> So must the rug be generously Allowed for okay. in a space. I must remember this. Uh, rather too big than too small. Okay, is is my rule of law. Because a small um, rug, I assume, will start feeling like like one of those toilet rugs, y- as opposed y- to you. You feel conscious of where your space limitation is. You need to step on that rug because you want to experience the <laughs> rug. So if it's limited, you don't have that feeling of abundance, of plenty, of space. Okay. So let's be generous with our rugs. Okay. Um, and uh, are we still into Persian rugs, or is that like? Um, if there's a natural thread in it, okay. If, if there's a little bit, because also the rugs, the so-called Persians of today, become very synthetic. Yes. Then your, um, especially the positioning of the rug, because it's on the ground, yeah. it's where your soul gets through to the earth. Let that be connection. That let that that connection be authentically natural. Okay. So the move is more towards natural wool, mohair. Uh, silks, yes. something that comes from the earth would be a really good way to place your bare feet. I must say, now I'm feeling a little bit more like I know where I'm gonna go with this because I must say, like I was freaking myself out ever since I heard you say that because I was like, eh, where <laughs> just, I con- just connect, yeah, and use your your home for that for that opportunity. Mm. Um, you can't connect outside. I, I don't think in a usually in an office environment or in a board meeting we can take off our shoes at home. We can do all of those yes. things. So don't you want to put your feet on something that is a source or a continuation of nature? Yes, where it feels lovely and from under you. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And let that energy run through you, mm. um, which is what I'm all about. I'm about healing through interiors. And I love it. I think most people were thinking you're going to say like, darling, mm. it's all about like just being opulent. And instead you're no, like, darling. the earth and <laughs> the spirit. Be real, darling. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh la la. You're listening to <laughs> Living It Up with the Letter Shabala here on cliffcentral.com. Uh, you can find us every Wednesday from 10 until 11. I'm hanging out with the Dawu Interiors MD, that is the one and only Ntabi Dawu Kubong. Um, like I said to you, this podcast is brought to you by Rally Properties. You can go to Rally, uh, excuse me, um, for more information and you can download last week's podcast this podcast which will be available in 24 hours I'll put up the link and you can see it as well on cliffcentral.com um, on Twitter and on Instagram and you can follow Didao Interiors on Instagram it's uh, Didao Interiors how when we first met social media was not really your situation and since then, I must say it, it has improved. You've kind of, which is what I had to understand that 
we don't all have to do the same thing on social media. The social media is a reflection of who you are, that you can use the things that are important to you. You know, so I like food and I like dining out and I like travel. So when mm-hmm. you go to my Instagram page, that's what it's about. You know, it's not like I'm slaying uh, every day and <laughs> showing you how amazing things are. So what has the role of social media been for you as an interior designer in terms of sharing your work and your purpose with the people? Well, first of all, you started me on this social media journey. I was very happy walking around, going to Spur with my kids and his friends, living and life outside of the world, oh, the world wide web. What social media has done for me, it's allowed me to connect with similar people, the same tribe. Mm. Um, because as you identify with things that you like, you find an audience that also appreciates what you do. And that's very important because what happens with design, you start f- losing your soul when you can't Create the interiors or the vibe That you like so you might not necessarily Have a platform to do that but social Media allows you to create that platform So I started it more like Showing my Best case of work and then I thought Well surely there's other people out there who are Doing that Mm. so I started searching For people who are on this Authentic lifestyle Mm. afro Glam tribal luxury and Creating a page that discusses all Of that Mm. so it's allowed me to Connect with people in Russia, in China, in Australia, all of us on this search mm. for authentic living, mm. for uh, urban glam with a little bit of tribal sprinkle. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's immediate access to a network of similar souls. Mm. So when you, I mean, I'm, I'm going to veer into the private, but I think mm. we can go into the private. Um, when people hear you, they're going to think, oh, gosh, it sounds so amazing to be an interior designer. But it is a job. Mm-hmm. And like any other job, mm. there are times where you think to yourself, oh, good. Mm. Was there a time when you didn't love what you did and you didn't love, you didn't feel as strongly as you're coming through now? And what did you do to get yourself back to mm. falling in love with the 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 thing that you've been tasked to do on this earth. I let it all go. Uh, I took a sabbatical. I'm not even sure if it was forced. I actually just walked out and said enough, uh, because I had been working on such a high end, pressured, demanding career clientele that it became more about delivering high end, completed homes and not so much connecting with the process of what I was creating. And that paid the bills That allowed for the incredible lifestyle But it also cost me My creative soul And as a creative you've always got to be in touch With the creative more than anything Um, And I had to reconnect with that Because there was no love And if I'm playing in the space of creating people's homes I've got to bring in love Mm. Because that is my calling Mm. And if I don't fall in love with what I'm doing I have to step back uh, I think Oprah found a beautiful quote that you have to be careful of the energy you bring into a space. Mm. And that goes for us as people who, who are giving a service. Mm. You have to be careful of the energy you bring into space. I was no longer bringing a positive energy because I was you so were heavy sure. with the, 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 lo- the load of design, the load of delivery, mm. uh, that I lost my, my essence of why I started doing this, why I fell in love with it, why I was creating at the age of seven. Yeah. So I had to step back and just, uh, find myself again. So finding yourself again can take a while. And when you have friends like Lerato who find you <laughs> sitting quietly in an audience and pull you out, 
it's, it's, it's life calling you to say, get back in. We need you. But this time I was able to say, I've served my Jews. I've done my part. What else is my story to tell and share in this process of design? Mm-hmm. And mine is to uplift other designers support. I want to be the support now. Yeah. Um, I think I have more of a story to tell than more of uh, creating interiors. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've done my part. Um, and I, I love the fact that I still have a creative voice. So somebody listening to you who's thinking of getting into interior design, I mean, what advice would you give them? Uh, I'm not going to say encouragement because you need mm-hmm. to encourage yourself mm-hmm. as, a, as an individual about whether you want something or not. But, you know, whether it is just blind spots that must be aware of or, or just... Just as a career move. Uh, don't try to do, just be. I think clients get attracted to somebody who's authentically wanting to create their space. And if I knew that as opposed to running around trying to create miracles from day one, it would save me a lot of heartache. Mm. So be true to your design process. Be true to what your unique selling point is, uh, what you find as an attraction. What I love about international brands like Tom Ford, Armani, Gucci, Versace, Prada, you're very clear on who they are individually. Mm. Uh, you can't go to Versace wanting a Tom Ford look. Mm. You know, so create your look, create your brand identity as soon as possible from the on- onset so that people can come to you knowing your style, your feel, your look and buy into you because that makes the process of design easier to relate to because you both are from the similar tribe. Mm. Uh, if I'm walking into Versace and I'm confused to say, why am I getting Latuma now? Um, yeah. That means I'm in the wrong house. Yeah. I'm in the wrong stable. Yeah. So as designers, the power comes on identifying your look and feel from day one yeah then the rest is roll out and I, i'm never going to say who who said this to you but what your look and feel is not going to be everybody's look and feel because somebody mm-hmm. that we both like and respect did kind of say oh Tavi, it's so bland, bland. Mm-hmm. i can't feel you <laughs> what is there, there? <laughs> <laughs> and i think part of being authentic is saying it's me. I hear you mm-hmm. but this is me that is me and that's because you you decided early on who, who you Who I am Yeah Well I didn't decide earlier on And I don't want uh, Upcoming designers To think that I, I got it right Yeah I'm able to share with them To say decide earlier On who you are Because um, Yeah you learned Because the, I learned the, the hard, hard way. way I learned by going through That forest that's now cleared Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And getting thorns In my ass so, <laughs> You can't oh, sorry You can't even say shit here <laughs> <laughs> To say that Oh my word I'm a lion yeah. I, f- I forgot. I forgot what I am, what my brand is, what yeah. my power is, what my strength is. Um, so know where you are, know what animal you are, so that you can bring that through your design. Yeah. And proudly so. So it, it, it's a long process. And I think as you design, ask yourself those questions. There's no perfect scenario. Yeah. There's only the learning field. And as designers, we don't have MBAs. We don't have cum laude of learning opportunities. We learn per project. Mm. That's where our real MBAs happen. So learn, make mistakes, apologize, rather get to learn with people's homes and friends' homes who will allow you to get the scales and proportions wrong so that you can get out into the world knowing better. Yes. Um, read, Google, Instagram, check it out, see what else everybody else Learn is doing. Learn some more. I still do that. Yeah. So both you and I, our careers are dependent on people. Mm. Mm. Uh, people need to like what we do. Well, hopefully. Um, and not only externally as consumers, but mm. also the people that we work with, people who criticize your work. Yes. And you kind of have to pull yourself towards yourself. Yeah. And people who want to get into this career, 
your career in interior design, they need to be very aware of <laughs> the lovers and the haters. Yes, and it's art. Art is subjective. You, it is. You know, it's it's, an, it's in the person who's appreciating it. And I learned, or a client actually pulled me aside that when I was crying. Must have been when I was 25. <laughs> crying because I hadn't liked a space that I did. And he said to me, learn to separate your emotions from what you create. And I was just like, how? I'm an artist. Learn to separate your, your emotions, emotions from, from what, what you create. create. So that when you get criticized or uh, an objective opinion about something, be open to hearing so you can learn. Mm. And, and it's not about you. And that's when I was to turn the canvas around and say, oh, what do you think? Because I was painting for myself. I was, mm. I was creating my works of art. And then when I turned it out around to the client, when I'd finished, he said, oh, not what, what I was thinking about, not what, what I had envisioned, because I didn't turn enough times to show them, because it's for them. Yeah, it's not It's not about you. You're not right? painting your own yeah. vision of life. I always say I don't write for me and my five friends. I'm writing for everybody. For others, so. Yes. If I were to write about myself alone, I'd it'd be about my thighs that I'm still mm-hmm. in conflict with, and my, people would my be head, yeah, sorry. people would be very, very, yeah. very bored. So you've got to cover your your bases. And as we wrap up now, me and Ntabi, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Rally Properties. You can go to Rally. Uh, for more. And, uh, if you're on Apple, this podcast will be available within 24 hours, but you'll get it soon. So what I want to ask now and Tabi as we wrap up, mm. two questions in one. The first one is, um, what's next for you? Okay. You knew that would be coming. And the last one would be somebody who's listening, who wants to get in touch with you, who is like, I, I want her to talk to me, to mentor mm. me, to help me. You know, how do people get uh, a hold of you? Obviously, give us some, a place where you don't mind. Uh, not your cell phone, but yeah. a place where you don't <laughs> mind people emailing you. Cause, I don't mind at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the process for me now is to create an African luxury lifestyle brand mm. uh, in, 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 in interior design uh, through products and services. I'm currently working on a range of furniture and homeware products. Okay. I am updating and improving my fragrance range in line with the brand because it took me a while to find out what the elements of the brand are. And that will be coming soon, before the end of the year. Very exciting. Uh, using local suppliers, working with local products and materials. Uh, and creating something that is international in its design appeal, yet if African in its rooting. Mm. Uh, I'm huge about um, mentorship. So people who are interested in talking to me, getting advice from me, can contact me on ntabi at ditau.com or go on to my Instagram and what is that thing called that youngsters do? DM you. DM me. <laughs> I found a DM message the other day that was four months old because I didn't know it was. So please excuse me. I'm still learning on this field, uh, but I'm very accessible and I'm open to, to talking because the process has been such a big and tedious and painful journey. Most of the times I want to share, I want to protect, I want to encourage, I want mm. to advise mm. um, and also make sure people understand that there's more to life than just design. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, you know, you can listen to us whether you're in Lagos or New York City. And so we understand that not everybody's going to know how to spell Ntabi. So I will do it for you. It is N-T-H-A-B-I at D-I-T-A-U dot com. 
Yes, Am I right? Yes, so that is ntabi at didawu.com if you want to get a hold of her and chat to her and find out uh, about her 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 life and how she can mentor you. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page. Uh, it is Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala and there you'll get the link to the podcast so you can listen to it wherever you are, whenever you want. Uh, and uh, you can follow me at Lerato TJ if you have any other questions and you want to know anything more about uh, Ntabi next. Next week we're back again. Uh, still Women's Month with um, my podcast, which is on every Wednesday from ten until eleven. And Tabi, I want to say thank you for being a pathfinder. Okay, for helping black girls like myself understand that it is possible to be luxurious without losing your Africanness. I want to thank you for stumbling in front of us and rising in front of us and helping other people when you got to the top you held up the ladder you didn't kick it back mm. down and i am so grateful for you for and i and i hope that you continue to be a daughter in whom god is pleased and that you continue to do what you do and that your successes will be ours and your wisdom will be ours and long after the candles have been burnt and the cushions are gone, please know that for many, 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 many black girls, you were the thing that we needed at the right time. You are loved. Thank you, Miss TJ. And the love, the love is reflected right back at you. We will be back next week. Bye, everybody. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Honey in by the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. This is CliffCentral.com.